Good evening. You're listening to 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio, and the show is Stereoscopic Readout. I'm your host, Aaron. And on this rainy <clears throat> December evening, you know, uh, it really sucks to work outdoors in this stuff, but um, I don't know why. I guess it, it's even worse when I wear a rain jacket. My rain gear is just so bad. But that's what happens you know you don't want to spend a lot of money on really good rain gear because it's just going to get ripped up uh on rebar and tie wire and so forth and nails when you're working in construction so there you go you go for the cheap stuff and you actually end up getting wetter than you otherwise would oh that's enough whining for me anyway tonight uh it's a neil young special this is the kind of show i would have rather done um 
Actually, you know what? I think when he played here on November 12th, it was... Um, let's check this out, actually. November... No, November 12th, it would have been a Monday. Was it ele- or was it the 11th? It was 11th or 12th back in November. It was either Neil Young's birthday or the day after. Um, this is the kind of show I would have liked to have done to lead up to that. So, uh, But I wasn't on the air. I was still off the air, and uh, so making up for lost time, it's an early Christmas present. It's 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 a couple of weeks of gift gifts showering from the sky for you. <laughs> Where are we at here? Um, so tonight it's my Neil Young special. Next week, the twentieth, is the stereoscopic readout festive fifteen. The fifteen tracks that i was really digging in 2012 most of you can probably guess who's going to be on that list but hey it might be a surprise especially if you're just tuning in going what the hell is this anyway uh neil young that was albuquerque off his seminal album tonight's the night um everybody knows harvest was the big hit for him uh in the 70s back when he was at when he busted out as a uh, solo recording star uh, on his own after um, a few years of, I guess, apprenticeship or tutelage with uh, the Buffalo Springfield. Uh, Neil Young and Crazy Horse recorded in 73. Um, A lot of people obviously think that's his greatest album. Neil Young definitely thinks it's his greatest album. And... um, it's one of those things, it's it's like, you know, it, it separates, you know, the obsessive fans from the fans. Uh, and I'm not going to go any further with the sort of analysis on that. But if you read uh, Neil Young's biography, Shaky, um, there's a whole chapter devoted to that. I'm not going to go into trying to dissect what, what he was trying to uh, do. I mean, some people have said it's a, it's a eulogy for Danny Witten and to a lesser extent, uh, Bruce Berry. Um, it could be, but anyway, it, it's, it's a somber album. It's a spooky album. Uh, the tour, which coincided with what should have been its release, uh, was certainly not fan friendly, I guess you'd say. Um, it was self-indulgent to an extent and it was certainly what it was. Um, but anyway, back to the beginning, um, Neil Young, obviously from born in Ontario, Grew up to an extent in Winnipeg when his parents' marriage started falling apart. Went back to Ontario to uh, be raised by his dad. And ended up back in Winnipeg um, in a few bands. Migrated to Toronto. Ended up in a band called The Squires. And then uh, did some basic recording. I'm not going to play any of his very early demo stuff tonight. Um... But his most, I guess, uh, celebrated thing before he became famous was he was a band called the Mina Birds with Bruce Palmer, who would later go on to uh, L.A. with him and be, I guess, 40% of the Buffalo Springfield and part of the 60% of the Buffalo Springfield who hailed from Canada. Um but uh, also the band featured Mr. Rick James. Yes, Mr. Rick Super Freak James on vocals. Um, they came out with a single called It's Your Time, which is apparently the most collectible 
Canadian single of all time. It's worth in the vicinity of four figures. Uh, I'm not going to play that either. We're going to go directly into stuff that he played with the Buffalo Springfield, although tonight I'm going to be going for the more obscure stuff, the B-sides, the demos, something that you can get your teeth into. But anyway, to kick things off, Buffalo Springfield song, but um, recorded much later in 1971 when he played Massey Hall. Recorded also by Mr. David Briggs, who was his on-again, off-again producer. But uh, if you know the Neil Young story, the name David Briggs looms very large. Um, Yeah, live from Massey Hall, on the way... Ooh, stop that. Okay. There we go. Yes, on the way home. I love you 
the UBC Learning Exchange Trek program wants you to get involved in your community. Learn about important social issues while volunteering at inner city schools or nonprofit organizations. You'll also get to meet other UBC students in a fun and supportive environment. See how your talent and skills can make a difference in your community. Participate throughout the term or during reading week. Check out www.learningexchange.ubc.ca slash CITR to find out more. Listen, if they're so hot, how come they're not tearing up the charts, babe? Because you never play them, babe. At CITR, our hosts choose the music they play. That means our charts actually reflect the tastes of music lovers, as opposed to focus groups. So if you want to know what's really tearing up the charts, get your hands on a copy of Beatroot or Discorder magazine, or go online to CITR.ca. CITR's charts are based on actual spins motivated by actual preference. No payola. No marketing, just good tunes. Refreshing, no? I wish I brought a comb tonight. This is the longest my hair has ever been. It really is. I'm going to let it grow and grow and grow and grow. A lot of people, a lot of people have asked me, <sighs> what, uh, what I get from writing, you know, besides residuals. And, uh, you know, that's a standard question, you know. Residuals is money. Uh, I wasn't trying to be smart. I just, you know, I didn't know what it meant until I got it. <laughs> then I remembered from there on. I'm an old car nut. That's what I did with my first real big residual. I went out and bought a, an old... Uh, You can imagine somebody like me driving a Bentley. I have a 1934 Bentley with big lights and everything, you know? It's really great. It's in the shop right now. saying before, I just thought of that, about uh, a lot of people asking me what I, what I get out of writing a song. You know, I don't know, but the strange thing, a lot of songs take me a long time to write, you know. This may just bore you to death, but I, you know, uh, a lot of songs take a long time to write, and, and generally they take, you know, like an hour and a half, two hours to write. <laughs> but this one took only five minutes. I only wrote it once, you know, like, I went through it and I wrote it. It was like 
I don't know if you believe in things like God. You must. You know, like things come to you, and all you are is sort of a... You're a radio station. You know what I mean? You send out, and it comes to you. You know what I mean? You're a microphone. You know? We all are, you know, sort of. But anyway, that must have been what happened with this one, because it only took five minutes. And, I, and it, like, it, it takes almost five minutes to sing it. I just wrote it all down. It's really weird, and I never even changed one word of it. If you can think of any words that I should change after I finish, be sure to let me know. Train.
I'm Peter Mansbridge, and you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
Yes, back with you on 101.9 FM, CITR, and Stereoscopic. Readout is the show, and we're spotlighting Neil Young today. Um, started that whole set off with, well, it was actually Neil Young from um, his sort of preamble to playing Mr. Soul from the Sugar Mountain Live at Canterbury House 1968 album which came out uh, a few years ago as part of his uh, Neil Young Archives project, um, explaining how the song came to him. And then I went uh, into Buffalo Springfield's original mix, or I guess uh, original take of uh, Mr. Soul recorded in New York City in late 1966, early in 67. Um, that is, there's only one copy known in existence of that it's an acetate of the original performance of it uh neil young took the tapes back to los angeles and then started tinkering with them um resulting in the version that everybody is familiar with um although he seems to be convinced that uh the original mono version is superior um you can definitely hear uh the backing vocals in it a little bit more prominently and um sort of, I guess, a bit more echo, plus some um, backwards 12-string guitar strums, courtesy of uh, Stephen Stills. Uh, you also heard in there Expecting to Fly, which was a, uh, pretty much, I think, mooted supposed to be part of Neil Young's first solo album after he left uh, the Buffalo Springfield in the spring of 1967. Um, he would leave for a few period of a few months, missing out on the Monterey Pop Festival, and so forth, uh, eventually coming back to the fold and contributing a few songs to the Buffalo Springfield Again album, which came out late in 67. Although, oddly, most of the Buffalo Springfield didn't play on any of the songs he, uh, which were on that album. Uh, you then heard, actually that last one you heard was, uh, it remained unreleased until his decade uh, compilation in 1960, I mean, sorry, 1976-77, Down to the Wire. That's his version with Dr. John on piano. Uh, There's another version, which the band plays a little bit more straight ahead uh, and with Stephen still singing. Um, I've not heard much commentary on why there's two versions, although I pretty... I have a hunch that Neil Young wanted his his virgin, version out and the rest of the band probably weren't too keen on his version trying uh, the one with Stephen Stills singing, but that's just conjecture. Who knows? Um, Buffalo Springfield would pack it in for good in 1968, leaving Neil Young free to record um, a, a few songs which ended up, uh, demos of which ended up uh, appearing on the Buffalo Springfield box set and then again Neil Young Archives box set such as uh, The Old Laughing Lady for example there's a demo version of that there's a demo of a song called Down 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 which was eventually adapted into two parts uh, some part of it, one part of it was incorporated into uh, Broken Arrow and um the strumming or the acoustic version of it was also incorporated into a uh, Crosby Stills Nash and Young song. But anyway, um, I'm going to continue actually with more from the Live at Canterbury House album, including uh, this. Actually, this is like one of the funniest things I've heard him uh, talk about is the preamble to uh, 
a track from his debut solo album called The Loner. This is... Where are we at here? Oh, stop that. Neil Young on 101.9 FM, CITR. I just had an obvious decision. I used to do before I did this. <laughs> before I ever did this, you know what I did? I worked in a bookstore for two weeks. I'm not kidding. No, I'll, nothing I say up here is a lie. I never ever have told a lie on stage. Or I'm, well, I really said a mouthful. That's, not, that's true. I worked for two weeks at Cole's Bookstore in Toronto. Listen, everybody here is okay, right? There's no cops in here, right? And all of you know about... All of you know about, you know, pills, right? Everybody here knows what a pill is, right? (laughs) And if you're familiar with pills, you know, you can either go or you can go or you can go. You know what I mean? So, now, you know, about, I shouldn't say this kind of thing in public, admit to it, but actually, about four years ago when I was working at this bookstore, I used to be uh, really uptight about working in the bookstore because I used to have to get up at seven o'clock in the morning and walk to work, and it was in the wintertime, and I used to, all I did was carry, the guy with the truck had come, and he'd come down this ramp. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I'm dropping them all, and everybody's yelling at me. And then I had to take them out of the cartons and mark down what they were and lick stamps and put them on each one, 79 cents for this one, and then carry them out and put them on the shelf. That's what I did, right? So you can imagine that I didn't get behind it, you know, <laughs> too well on the natch. So what happened to me was, I got fired for irregularity. Because I I couldn't be depended on to be really, you know, I couldn't be depended on to be consistent. Because every once in a while, this girl that I knew in Yorkville Village in Toronto would lay one of these little red pills on me. 
Now, don't tell anybody about this, okay? There were, she said there were diet pills. But they were really great diet pills. <laughs> I didn't eat anything all day. Didn't even break for lunch, man. I was piling those books, just getting right into it, piling them up and, you know, stamping them, run out. It was great. But the next day, I'd come to work. <laughs> right? <laughs> Couldn't move a book. Didn't even want to see a book. And books made me, you know, I never want to see another book. And then three days later, I'd be there, <laughs> catching up and getting three days ahead. And he finally fired me.
Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Commercial Drive area at Audio Pile, Bone Rattle Music, High Life Records, and the People's Co-op Bookstore. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or check us out online at citr.ca. Jason on a spiritual and musical journey to becoming relentlessly awesome every Thursday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. only on CITR. By the way, you're awesome. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It's rare, you know. Did you ever did you ever stop to think how much the audience has to do with what the performer does? Do you really think that it makes much difference at all? I think it does too. It makes an incredible amount of difference. Some people come to a show, you know, or, or whatever this is, and, and expect to see. Uh, just expect they sit back and and, and say, well. Uh, here I am, man. Better be impressing. <laughs> I'm pretty hip. I'm ready for it. And they just sit there and don't do anything. And, and then pretty soon the artist just starts to cry and then he just crumples up and then he fizzles out. <laughs> well, well, I know what I'll do. My, uh, this is my dope song. Everybody's supposed to write a dope song, right? You know, there was a time about a year ago, when, maybe a year and a half ago, when it became incredibly right. And everybody was sort of, you know, to, to write about dope and have an underlying meaning in the song. And, and uh, all the hip people knew about it and all of whatever the others are didn't know about it and then they all sort of smiled at each other and felt this big unity everybody went out and bought the records the 
artists made a lot of bread. Wow, this is my song right there. How disillusioned. Ten o'clock show is only going to last ten minutes. So I wouldn't bother coming for it. song put out by oh yeah also back there when I when I was talking about all that stuff you know how all the groups like the Continentals and the Bel Airs and the Jaguars and the Impalas and the Lincolns and the Zephyrs and the Consuls and the Volkswagens <laughs> and the Porsches all changed their names to the chocolate watch band or the uh, <laughs> incredible Illinois poof <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? Or the Canada Goose. It's a good name for a band. Well, this band called Guess Who did this song. They didn't change their name.
heart, baby. Since I have changed, I can't take nothing home. City lights at a country fair never shine, but always glare. If I'm bright enough to see you, you're just too dark to care. But if crying and holding on and flying on the ground is wrong, then I'm sorry to let you down. But you're folks it took me three years to write that here's another one while we're on those long ones album for reprise records after three years on uh, Bruce would you like to come up and do a few numbers <laughs> it's called The Last Trip to Tulsa you may have heard it on uh, Chum FM this is Bruce Palmer he played bass for the Buffalo Springfield <laughs> Now is everything okay? <laughs> I can do that because I know I'm well enough.
It's hard enough losing the paper illusion you've hidden inside. Without the confusion of finding your using the crutch of a lie. To shelter your pride when you cry. Round and round and round we swim to weave a wall to hem us in. It won't be long. It won't. It won't.
back with you on 101.9 FM CITR, the show Stereoscopic Readout, and this is the very depths of my Neil Young special for this year. Um, as I said before, next week, next Thursday, will be the Stereoscopic Readout uh, Festive 15, my 15 favorite things from the past year. Um, coming up at 9... Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell, ostensibly hosted by Ben, but I don't know where he is. Um, excuse me. Um, Irene hosting it last week, so maybe she's in again this week. I'm not, I don't know. Anyway, uh, what did I start off with was, uh, oh yes, um, from Sugar Mountain Live at Canterbury House 1968, way back at the top of the hour, uh, The Loner. Um, followed by yes, a couple of tracks from his Live at the Riverboat 69 album, which was also put out on the uh, Neil Young archives. Imprint, uh, Flying on the Ground is Wrong, a song he did, obviously, for uh, the Buffalo Springfield, but it was sung by uh, Richie Fure uh, at the time. Um, really nice uh, reading of that. Uh, prefer it to the uh, Springfield version because um, they did a few arrangement changes on it which i, I thought were a bit ham-fisted um also from uh the riverboat uh album <laughs> track called 1956 bubblegum disaster shows his sense of humor that's why i like listening to some like his in between song um banter almost as much as some of the music uh he's got a funny sense of humor i, mean, I don't mean funny as in he's a funny guy but he's just it's it's off the wall i mean he's he's gone on record as saying that um song last trip to tulsa which he alluded to um there um he seems to think that is a really funny song and if you've if you've heard that if you're familiar with the song you know why that's a little bit strange um and then from uh his sort of i guess breakout album everybody knows this is nowhere neil young and crazy horse uh with round and round it won't be long for the longest time, I thought that was a, a woman singing backup vocals, but that is, in fact, Danny Witten, the late Danny Witten. Um, at some point in 68 or 69, Neil Young took uh, a band from L.A. called The Rockets under his wing, and that was uh, Billy Talbot, Ralph Molina, and Danny Witten. Um, he would re rechristen them Crazy Horse and uh, to sort of record... His sort of like, yeah, his big breakout album, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, featuring like three of the most classic songs he's done, Cinnamon Girl, Down by the River, and uh, Cowgirl in the Sand, allegedly all written on the same day, too, when he was running a fever and stuck at home in Topanga Canyon. Um, Danny Witten, um, obviously, his legend is writ large in the story of uh, Neil Young. Um, he would go on to... I mean, Neil would go on to record some more tracks with uh, Crazy Horse, some of which would end up uh, on uh, After the Gold Rush, uh, but he wouldn't record with them again until 1973 when they put together the Tonight's the Night album. <clears throat> but um, Latterly, which has come out uh, as part of the Archives series, was... Um, a set from uh, one of their stands at the uh, Fillmore East in New York City in 1970. And that's what's up next, actually. Let me just turn this there. And um, 
going to listen to a couple of tracks from that. One is Wondering. Now, the funny thing about Neil Young, if you read about him too, is um, he's notorious for sitting on songs for a very long period of time. Uh, Birds, which should be coming up before the show's out, he that sat around for about a year and a half before he recorded it, and he recorded it twice. Once with Crazy Horse and then once uh, solo on piano, the version that came out uh, on After the Gold Rush is the piano version, but the B-side to uh, Only Love Can Break Your Heart uh, it was recorded with Crazy Horse. Uh, and the song Wonderin' actually sat around for over 10 years. Um, it was definitely played by uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young at Woodstock, um, but it wouldn't come out until the 80s when he did his sort of huge left turn after signing to Geffen and put out the uh, Everybody's Rockin' CD with Neil Young and the uh, Neil Young and the Shocking Pinks. So we're going to hear Wondering and we're going to hear uh, Danny Witten uh, composition called Come On Baby, Let's Go Downtown. Uh, and this performance is the one that appears on uh, uh, Tonight's The Night. So just to put it into context, anyway, uh, Neil Young and Crazy Horse on 101.9 FMCI. CITR. This is a song from our new album. When we recorded it. It's called I'm Wondering. song uh, I don't really know what album it's gonna be on Crazy Horse is doing an album alone we're in I'm, I'm gonna sort of 
play guitar and sing background voices, and we're going to do all their material, which is really something else. This is part of it. It's called Come On Baby, Let's Go Downtown. I'd like to introduce you to the band, and the band to you, Crazy Horse. This is Danny Witten on guitar. From Ypsilanti, Michigan, Billy Talbot on bass. From the Lower East Side, Ralph Molina on drums. From Sheboygan County, New Mexico, Jack Nitsche on piano. Come on, baby, let's go downtown.
someone to talk to? If you are seeking a listener who is non-judgmental, confidential, and familiar with resources, then a Speakeasy volunteer might be able to help you. AMS Speakeasy is a peer support service located in the North Concourse of the Sub. If you would like to speak to someone, come to the desk and tell a volunteer, or ring the doorbell located behind the desk. Back with you again on 101.9 FM, CITR, uh, stereoscopic readout in our sort of uh, spotlight on Neil Young. So some stuff he did with uh, Crazy Horse, um, actually two tracks from Live at the Fillmore East, 1970, um, Wonderin' and Come On Baby, Let's Go Downtown, and... Um, <clears throat> sorry, part of the uh, Young archives, uh, you heard the... Crazy Horse version of Birds. There's that version. There's the one that comes on, or the, there's the one that's on uh, uh, after the Gold Rush. There's also a version of it on the uh, live at uh, Canterbury House 68. So that's another song he definitely sat on for a while. Um, Danny Witten's song, Come On Baby, Let's Go Downtown, also appearing on uh, Tonight's The Night, um, sort of... I wouldn't say a fitting eulogy to him because obviously, you know, nobody really deserves to die of a drug overdose, but um, kind of the way he was, uh, the song about scoring heroin um, is basically what it's about. And uh, Witten's heroin problem basically made him unfit to um, sort of embark on the 1973 tour. Um, 
which begat the uh, Time Fades Away album. We might be able to get we might be able to get to a track from that before the end of the show tonight. But um, yeah, late in '72, Danny Witten would die of a uh, combination of Valium and alcohol, and uh, that would definitely cover Neil or color Neil Young's attitude while recording uh, tonight's the night in 1973. Um, 1971, obviously Neil Young had his gigantic smash hit album, Harvest, uh, number one album, I think I should actually uh, check on that again, but, uh, beginning the classic tracks, Heart of Gold and Old Man, that sort of, uh, he later described it as being put in the uh, middle of the road and, um, he said he got bored of driving there. So he headed for the ditch. Um, this is paraphrasing what he said. The ride was rougher, but he met a lot more interesting people along the way. So the, uh, the three albums he recorded subsequently, um, after harvest, uh, has been sort of dubbed, um, the ditch trilogy by, uh, record, uh, music critics, um, time fades away, which is actually one of his rarer albums. It's never been released on uh, CD. It's only available on vinyl from what I understand. Um, yeah, time fades away, um, on the beach and tonight's the night, tonight's the night, oddly enough, recorded before on the beach, but released after it. So we're going to get to some more, actually, we're going to do, um, one of my favorite Neil Young songs, uh, cause it was, I sort of found out about it ass backwards, um, as you usually do with Neil Young, cause so many people have covered him and you don't know until sometimes somebody points it out to you but um matthew southern comfort does a really good cover of tell me why we're going to hear his original uh gonna get to probably the best known song by him that i'm going to play tonight and uh hopefully i can get to something from time fades away and something from on the beach but we only have like 10 ish minutes left so we'll we'll see what we can do anyway this is from after the gold rush Tell me why. Sailing hardships through broken harbors out on the waves in the night. Still a searcher must ride the dark horse racing along in his fright. Tell me why. 
up this morning with love in mind It was raining outside but my love still shined Kept me warm till my plane touched the sky And I've seen love make a fool of a man He tried to make a loser win But I got nothing to lose I can't get back again Man-made rules Been holding back my love Can't hold it back no more Church is long Preach sex is wrong this morning with love in mind it was raining outside but my love still shined kept me warm till my plane touched the sky from time fades away <clears throat> love in mind um one of the reasons that album was never actually properly re-released on CD, although apparently some CD copies do exist because um, Warner's was going to release it, but it was exonated by Young himself at the last minute. Um, there's two reasons. One is that it was uh, he decided he wanted to try out a new, or actually one of the very, very first uh, digital recording systems, systems called the... Uh, 
Compu something. Compu fix. Compu. Oh, I used to know what it was. Um, they nicknamed it the Compu fuck because <clears throat> it was actually very, very finicky. It was very hard to get working the, to a satisfactory degree. Um, so Neil Young was never actually really that satisfied with the recording quality of the album. The second thing is that it's got negative. Uh, <laughs> connotations to him because after the release of harvest uh this was his first big tour after that album came out and he decided he wanted to uh debut new material on the road with a uh with a different band than had done harvest and as well um <clears throat> he had to do and i'm not making this up 90 90 concert dates through the u.s uh on this tour uh so he doesn't have very fond memories of that period um before that, you heard Needle and the Damage Done from Harvest and uh, off the top there. Uh, tell Me Why from After the Gold Rush. Um, ben is up next. He has a guest. Uh, so that's it for me this week. Uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, Revolution Blues from On the Beach. That's all. I will see you next week for the Stereoscopic Readout Festive 15.
The question, what kind of cities do we want to live in? How do we want our cities to be? Cannot be divorced from the question of what kind of people we want to be. Join me, your host, Andrew Longhurst, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. for The City, an hour dedicated to critical discussions of urban issues. Live on CITR 101.9 FM and CITR.ca. For more info, visit thecityfm.org. Jazz is a word that means many different things to many different people. The best definition of jazz that I know of is the jazz show on CITR with yours truly, Gavin Walker. Monday nights, 9 to midnight, with the jazz feature at 11 o'clock. Check us out every Monday. You always wanted his character to be bigger than life. Ladies and gentlemen, it is without question the greatest sports and entertainment event of all time. Be a part of it Monday from 1 to 3 p.m. The Parts Unknown Show on 101.9 CITR. Sometimes cosmoses collide. Break your fingers! I'm gonna be around my vegetables. I'm gonna chow down my vegetables. I love you most of all. My favorite vegetable. Sprouts. It's your 75 cent coffee fix in the sub. It's your source for reasonably priced, creatively named stew and vegan brownies. It's your purveyor of bicycle-delivered local produce. It's also a place where volunteers can realize their vision of responsible business and where like-minded students can explore UBC's food systems. Hark! Sprouts is currently accepting applications for next year's executive board and is encouraging ambitious...